Welcome to this episode of Four Ears. Today we are going to be talking about Nas's new album, Nasir. Chase, how you it's, doing, bud? It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> so, unlike Kids See Ghost and Yay, we've actually had a, more than a week. Actually, a week. Yeah. A week with this one. Yeah, so uh, usually what we've done in the past few weeks... Uh, especially since Kanye has been releasing so much music, um, we basically would listen to the album during the day and record in the afternoon. So uh, the albums would usually come out around midnight on uh, Thursday night or Friday morning. And then at some point during the morning, they would show up on like Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music or whatever. Chase and I would listen to them a few times and then we would uh, very, very immediately sit down and, and get our thoughts in. In fact, for both Ye and Kids See Ghosts, we listened to the albums immediately before recording while working out at least once. So they were they're very much present and in the moment in our minds. The yeah. last week, it was Nas's album Nasir that was released, and we both had listened to it, but neither of us had listened to it on Spotify or Apple Music with the high-quality version. Yeah, yeah, they... They they screwed us and they left it just on YouTube on Mass Appeal and right. that was the only way to listen to it and I guess you're having problems with it or I was having problems with it it would skip out and it wasn't really showing me it, I wasn't getting all the songs in it and it was just it was just a, a little frustrating of an experience and, and and it was in it was in the original version so it played the way that Kanye had released the track listing on his Twitter right um which I don't know if I have a picture of it right here. But uh, yeah, it was just a completely different lineup than what it ended up being in the final CDQ, Spotify, Apple Music release. All in title. It, yeah. re- it re- God bless. It Did he originally it. release it on title? Yeah, they pushed it to title first for like. Stop trying a to make day. title a thing. It's not a thing. It's awful. Ugh. Um. So yeah. So what we ended up doing last week, if you guys listened, was we covered the Drake and Pusha T beef, and uh, and. I went on to a trip. I went to visit Sean Sweeney in Nevada, and Chase went on with his life. And, and he brought the Drake and Pusha T beef back to life. Did I really? I don't I thought that's where you are going to go no, with that. No, no, I wasn't going to go with that. But what I was going to say is, in the interim, Nasir was released on Spotify and Apple Music and actual streaming services that actual human beings listen to. Yes. And uh, we have both listened to the album a few times and actually have had time to sit down and think about it and really, really like soak it up in in a way that we didn't with the previous albums. Now, I don't think either of us feel differently about Ye or Kids See Ghosts or the Pusha T Drake beef songs that um, that we talked about in the previous episodes now that there's been time. But I, I feel like Chase may have changed Chase's Chase's first impression of Nasir did did it change over the fact that you had a week to listen to it? Yeah, so my first impression of of Nasir was just the opposite of what Kid See Ghost and Ye was. So when I listened to Ye and Kid See Ghost during the the live stream listening thing, uh, watching everybody listen to it at the same place, um, I felt kind of like with Ye, I was like, I mean, this is what it is. It's all right. There's some bangers looks dope kids see ghost i was um i was like kind of i felt really mad on it i was like man this just isn't delivering what i thought it was going to be but with uh nasir when i saw the listening party and i heard it i was like 
damn, this shit's the holy gospel. Like, they did it again. Like, four, they had four. another one and another one. Yeah, yeah, four for four. Um, but then, after actually getting access to the the final version and uh, the track listing put out how it's supposed to be, I, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of on the fence about about Nasir. I could take it or leave it. Interesting. Um, I, I don't think it's something where I'll be coming back to these songs you know, year after year, playlist after playlist. Uh, not to say it's like not a good album. There's definitely some dope songs on here, but it's just not my cup of tea. It's a lot more, a lot, lot more political and race-based than the type of music that I enjoy. Uh, like Run the Jewels does it, but they do it in a very aggressive, like in your face. Super aggressive. Uh, they don't really dive deep, I feel like. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel. How I feel about the politics of run, run the jewels, but that's like its own entire episode. But Nas, it's it's very much like one stance, and there is no other side to it. And it's uh, not that I don't agree with what he's saying. I just don't want to listen to it and have a good time. Fair enough. You know, I I um, I have some thoughts about this album. I went through a thoughts. T h o t. No, that's different. Uh, <laughs> You mean IGTV, Instagram thoughts view? Yeah. Uh, mm. No, I had. I also had some thoughts about this album. Thoughts where uh, it, it there's an arc, a change to how I was feeling about this after having listened to it a bunch of times. And my feelings were similar, but I think muted from yours. Like it was, it was a similar reaction, but not the exact same. I thought it was really good the first time I heard it, um, but I listened to it out of order. And then once it came out on uh onto spotify i listened to it a bunch of times because i was spending a little bit of time in the car i was traveling so i was driving and and on planes and stuff so i listened to it a lot of times in a row i think maybe i listened to it a total of seven or eight times in the past week and um basically i went through this arc of i thought it was good and then for about a day or two i thought it was perfect like I thought this was one of the greatest hip hop albums ever released. Like I thought it was up there with Kid See Ghosts. Like it was that good for me. And then I listened to it one or two more times after that. And then I started seeing sort of where it peaks for me and where there are valleys for me. And that's not to say that the songs aren't good because I actually think on a whole, these seven songs on average are probably around the same quality as Yay or Kid See Ghosts. It's just a different flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the peaks are as high as they are on Yay or Kids See Ghosts, but I I also don't think the valleys are as low as they are as, as at least on Yay on Kids See Ghosts. There are really no valleys. There's like one song that's kind of annoying to listen to, but it's also awesome. So wait, which one are you talking about? Free, dude. That is the most fire song. That's not the most fire. So- anyway, anyways, that's not what this is about. What I'm trying to say is. After having listened to Nasir a bunch of times, I think I can I can say that it is it is on the level of they did another one, right? Like mm. I, I feel like this sound that exists in this album gets a little repetitive after listening to it a bunch of times in a row, but it's so good, it's so clean, and it's so uh, it's like a throwback and also modernized at the same time. It has so much of what made Nas so popular in the 90s and yet so much of the modern take on production and rap 
um, like progressiveness of rap structure that makes Kanye so uh, prolific and so uh, present in the conversation of like goats when it comes to rap, right? So let's let's just jump right into it. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. All right. So the first track is called "Not for Radio" and it features Diddy, and it sounds something like this: Escobar season begins. We ain't posing for no pictures in 2018. Candy shit only. Scared motherfuckers. Black Kemet gods. Yeah. Black Egyptian gods. Summoned from heaven. Blessed. Dressed in only go yard. Homie go hard. Like stone and rob it in a stolen car. Shoot the ballot box. No voter card. They all are frauds. Senegal's finest. Minerals, diamonds. The earth is cursed, but I survived many climates. Yo, Nas, yo. What the fuck is this bullshit on the radio, son? Candid shit only. <laughs> Scared motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, the song's called Not For Radio. It features, like, maybe 14 words from Diddy. and Yo, and I have unconfirmed... Oh, shit. Give me that rumor mill. <laughs> unconfirmed rumors that those few bars, little words that we have from Puff Daddy... Are why we had to wait for it to be on Spotify, to, like, Apple get Music, and Zone title. before he gave he gave his. Bars. I think they are waiting for him to get to wherever they were physically that to record sense. it because apparently you can't just record that shit and then email it. I don't know. It sounded like he recorded it into his iPhone. It sounded like he was just kind of like candid shots only. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I don't I don't know the how true that is, but that's what I what I read on the Twitter sphere. Um, not for radio. Yeah, so um, I think this song sets a really, uh, it sets an honest tone to what to expect from almost every song on the album, right? So of the seven songs on the album, six of them follow this song's general production style, which is, a th- it's like throwback it's retro it's old school to like a simpler hip-hop and i think the easiest way to hear that is the fact that this song like many of the other songs has a very clean almost live sounding drum mm. that's a that's a percussion that really only exists in like those old school you know you're talking about fucking quest love on a drum kit you're talking about nas's old stuff from the early 90s it's just really any sort of like early 90s hip-hop where it sounds like it's a live drummer before it turned into much more computerized and much more synthesized productions uh on like you know even something like uh nwa you can tell it's not a live drummer yeah i'm not saying that this is a live drummer because i don't know if it is or isn't i'm just saying it has that clean like acoustics that a live um a live kit would have and i i think that's a very uh, uh, that's a conscious decision on Kanye's part because that's a sound that Nas himself thrives in. A lot of what he does is like this kind of underwritten, you know, more about the beat and the melody and the sample than it is about anything else. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was a really good kickoff to the to the album after listening to it out of order and then listening to it in this order. I felt like almost any of the songs could have ruled 
uh, rolled here. I think the very first time I listened to the album, the first song I heard was Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. But this song does the same thing. It's like old school feel, but modernized. Um, and the modernization comes in like that chorus. I think they're scared of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that our, part. That's our friend zero, 070 Shake. Who is that lady? Lady? Boy? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a girl. Who's that? Who's that person? And when are they releasing an album? They already have an album. Well, they have an EP. Is it good? It's okay. All right. So we'll just move on from that. So what are your thoughts on Not For Radio? Uh, Not For Radio is a low point for me, honestly. And it's it's fine. Um, But it's not. It's I generally skip over it. Um, It's cool. You got Puff Daddy talking shit. You got Nas delivering like some hard hitting bars. Um, The the production feels. uh, do Do you remember the song Hard as a Motherfucker from Watch the Throne? I think so. Like that same like angelic like chorus like yes, ah, that type of shit. Yeah, uh, it just didn't feel as like cool here as it did with Heart as a Motherfucker. Interesting. So this this song is is okay, but it's not like <clears throat> it's not it's the one I skip over. So I actually kind of I kind of like the production of the song because I I imagine it and I, again I couldn't get the live stream to work for me, but I'm trying to figure out. If I was in a crowd of people and I'm listening to brand new music that I've never heard before and this song kicks off an album, I would probably lose my mind <laughs> because it's just it's like as simple as the percussion is. Mm-hmm. That's how huge that sample is. I don't even know if it's a sample or if he actually did it himself, but either way, that's how huge that production is. Right. Yeah. So like the percussion is very simple. And yet, it because it, even the percussion uses like breaks that are like that's a really common break. That's like fucking everywhere in music. And yet, he's able to like take it and turn it into this thing. And it, I know the Nas, Nas's bars on it are fine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that he's like blown it out of the water with this song. Um, but I thought overall it, it came together pretty nicely. I I don't know if this is a a skip on this song. Um, on this Colombians album. created crack. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan had Alzheimer's. That's also true. <laughs> Fox News was created by a black dude. <laughs> I fucking love that one. So I also don't understand the the lyrics here. I think there might be some context to what I'm not I'm not getting. But uh, you know, is there? Could you give me a little bit of information? Is there any depth to this that that I'm not understanding? I, I mean, it's just um, <clears throat> it is a very prideful black song. This is. Instead of taking it and being like, yes, we're black and people are scared of us. It's more like, nah, we're black, we're proud, and we scare you fucks, and that's why we don't fit in. That's oh. why there's all these problems. Interesting. Um, so the cool thing about this whole album, and this is part of the rumor mill as well, is Kanye tweeted out the Urban Dictionary definition. Urban Dictionary, so you know it's facts. Fantastic. For the seven deadly sins. And a lot of people, since the time of that tweet went out, it went out the week before Nasir's album dropped. A lot of people said, you know, we're speculating that that was some way tied to the track listing for Nasir. So, because he put out the track listing like the next day and everybody correlated each song with which deadly sin they thought it was representing from that list. Mm -hmm. And this one's supposed to be tied to pride. Pride, right. Um, interesting so they did that for all the songs um and i can definitely see where this one is a good example of the the problems with pride because over and over like 
being um, boastful and you know prideful about these types of issues are like not the right way to view your your culture like these are this is like if anything it's kind of saying like we should be proud of these certain things but this is like the violent violent side of it like it could potentially cause more problems Hmm. so i think they're trying to like form type of some type of story there but it it just didn't feel fully fledged out it fell flat for you yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. So let's let's move on to the next album or next album, next song because <laughs> next the next album scoop. <laughs> the next song on the album was a song that at first I was like, man, I don't think I can listen to this song uh, very very often. But uh, anyway, it's called "Cops Shot the Kid" and it goes something like this. Together we'll be strong, but forever we divide. So y'all are blowing my high. Type of shit that's killing my vibe. White kids are brought in alive. Black kids get hit with like five. Get scared, you panic, you going down. The disadvantages of the brown. How in the hell the parents go and bury their own kids, not the other way around? Reminds me of Emmett Till. Let's remind them why Cat Neal's. I don't want to hurt nobody. We just came here to part. Uh, this, I told, I told you like the next day after the listening party, I was like, "That's this production, this 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 song is insane. Like it's a banger." And I feel the same way about it. Like the 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 throwback, the slick Rick, the references throughout Nas's uh, verses, um, the use of Richard Pryor's skit at the beginning. Like this has everything. Like I I agree. At first, I was like, man, I don't know if I can listen to this song more than once. Like, I listened to the first time, and I was like, this is way too aggressive. I need this song to chill. I need this song to, like, walk away from me for a second. <laughs> and then uh, – and it, the, the same things that I had uh, – the same uh, observations I made about um, uh, Infrared is the observations I made about this, which is when you have kind of like this atonal, uh, you know, vocal sample and then layer on top of that the uh actual like verses from nas it turns into like this really fucking in your face aggressive like it just confuses you while you're listening to it i think this is i think this is like the perfect um perfect what what would you say formula for creating a political type of song of this nature like this this has the same vibes as something like it's way more poetic and polished than something run the jewels would do but it's in that same tone. Like, it's just like, it's very in your face, very yes. aggressive yes. Um, and smart and concise. Um, yeah. And I, and what you said is like, it, it kind of feels like a little disorienting. And I, I think that's my favorite part about the song is towards the end, whenever, so you have the cop shot, the kid sample from slick Rick that just keeps building on itself. And then they add in another portion where it's like, there's like a distorted version of it. Yeah. Playing so behind it. I, that's actually the next thing I want to talk about, because the more I listen to this song, the more I'm leaning into just how fucking incredible it is from a production and of a uh, versus standpoint, because the fact that Kanye was basically able to take, and I think this is one of only two Kanye verses on the entire album. Correct. So I think the fact that Kanye was able to take a slick Rick, two bars from slick Rick, 
and turn it into the entire production for this song, including what might be the best like chorus of the song, which is when he adds kind of like um, a tune to cops shot the kid and I can still hear him scream. So that's the, that's the full, that's the full line that he's using or, um, and then he takes it and turns it into the chorus by like adding this really dark, very deep, like, uh, right. Uh, to the actual words layering on top of another, like multiple layers of this really like crazy dark. And then the, the, um, using minor tones to basically like drop the feel of the song more and more. And the more it happens, I think it happens two or three times in the song. And every single time it's like you, you kind of like lean into the, like how dark it feels. Cause yeah. it, it, it just builds like the, what you're describing is this idea of like, it's, it's a perfect political song. It's, it is a perfect political song. I, I don't know how else to put it. You're a hundred percent right on that. It like builds itself up so well and even kanye's verse it he talks about um you know seeing it from the other side right he's like uh uh he just wants to he's like talking from the cop's perspective Mm -hmm. just wants to make it home to see his kids or something like that paranoid by a black guy right um and it just it just it's really really good at first i was i was kind of lukewarm about it because it's just very difficult to listen to and i think i told you it's the type of song that i can't I can't relate to this. Mm. Like the, the feelings in the song aren't something that I can relate to outside of like a, a third party who sees this sort of thing on the news. Yeah. But the more I listen to it, the more I'm realizing like there's a lot in this that you can relate to, right? Like the, the, the entire first verse is basically not saying we're just here to party. Like we're here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I went to a house party, hung out with my bros, slap box in the street. Right. You know, yeah. uh, you know the the whole and then Kanye's Kanye's verse is about seeing both sides of it, but understanding that one side pays a massive fucking price, and the other side gets to walk away. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's dark, it's heavy. It is. Um, it really is. Like the close the closing of Nas's verse. Um, it's, it's like he says, reminds me of Emmett Till. Let's remind him why Cap kneels. So Colin Kaepernick. Um, man, that's just like anytime you bring up Emmett Till, it's just instantly like took it to that place. Um, yeah, shit goes dark. Yeah, man. But, uh, I definitely like how it, it layers on top of itself and it just keeps building. Um, it's a very disorienting feel if you, if you have it up loud in your car. Um, but all in all, so do you know where the, where the sample comes from? The, um, the cop shot the kid from, I do not. What was what's the name of that song? Uh, childhood stories. I gotta say, I've I've listened to very little Slick Rick. So it's a uh, it's like his most popular one, um, but it's children's story. We should watch the the music video for it after this for sure. Okay, it's one of my favorite music videos. But, okay, um, it's good to know. But yeah, definitely. So he took this very well known um, Slick Rick joint um, that it's it's ultimately about like um, an inner city kid like having fun doing stuff and then getting stuck on like the wrong path and then ultimately ends up getting shot by the cops. Um, but honestly, listening to that song, I never felt like it was like dark. I mean, it was very, it's very rough. 
Um, but it's like an enjoyable song to listen to. It's just interesting to take that sample and make it into something like this, where it has a lot more, a lot more merit. And then what, what else is also cool about using that sample is that it, it's from 1988. Holy shit. That's a 30 year old sample. Yeah. And the, and the idea that cops shooting kids then was like, that's like a pretty frequent thing. And you bring it into 2018 and it's just as like, it's just a big of a thing. Like it resonates all the same with this audience, if not more. Dude, the meta context there, it, I never, I didn't know that. The meta, uh, the meta context there is really interesting. That's fascinating. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say this is one of the highlights of the album. Um, I don't think it goes downhill from here, but I, I certainly think the idea of, of blaring a song out the, out, like your windows are down and you're blaring your song. This is a song to do that to. Um, but it's also confusing when you do that. So this is the one that's uh, tied to Wrath, if we're still following that Seven Deadly Sins thing. Oh, Wrath, interesting. I guess it would make it wouldn't make sense for any of the other ones. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> Cops shot the kid is Wrath. Uh, let's let's go into the next track here. It's called White Label, and it sounds something like this. <laughs> Stalin and Met Gala, tuna salad from La Scala, black sweat, swallow a lot of reefer. Got it hard to quit the bottom feeder, lobster eater. When I'm fast, I see a lot of speeches. A million cash for a Nas feature, Nas cheaper. Do it for free if you do it for me. 52 ball versus the beat is moving me. Stumble through customs, copping Cubans at the duty free. Laying on the most expensive bed, still I'm losing sleep. Next to Jets, beauty of the week, 1993. Dude. So, <laughs> tell me. The like I know you I I feel like you probably see this this song as one of maybe one of the lower songs, but White Label is is up there. Like I think the production on this one might be my favorite from from the album. I'm going to go ahead and say you got me wrong there. Damn. So, I think that Cops Shot the Kid, White Label and the following track Bonjour together is the best part of the album. Mm. Um Definitely Cops Shot the Kid and White Label. I'm still a little on the fence about Bonjour. I know I don't know exactly what I would change about it, but I feel like those three songs back to back to back is kind of the best part of the album. And uh, I really, really like this song. So this was one of those songs where I was like, windows down in the rental, blast this shit as high <laughs> as, as loud as it possibly can go. I don't know any of the fucking words, but I know the, the production sounds something like, I'm out of it. And I can definitely do that shit out the window all day long. And it just made me it like this is the type of song that uh, I'm listening to it. And it just makes me feel fucking cool while I'm driving around in a car. It doesn't matter that it's like a fucking rented like Nissan Murano. Or I whatever. saw it. It was dope. <laughs> uh, so I thought that opening I thought the opening line was taken from a movie. I thought maybe yeah, what it, is that from? That's literally from the the producer uh, like Grammy Award winning producer Mano. Uh, it's from his Instagram account where he was just had a random shitty like vertical video where he was talking shit about a new diamond tester that he just bought. So they took that and it says, y'all better not be coming around me with that Fugazi no more. You know, I got that thing for your ass, you know, I, <laughs> and that, then it goes straight into I don't I'm understand gonna, that at all. Uh, 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter, great. right? Yeah. Well, the, I I really like the song. I have no idea what it's about, but this is the song that kicks off an an interesting theme that I found in almost the entire remaining tracks on the album, which is Nas really likes rapping about fine wines and fine food and women and women and his his and sex his addiction. Dick. Uh, yeah, this one is in the seven deadly sins thing. This one's tied to gluttony. Um, okay. I can see that. Which is exam, <laughs> which is showcased by him saying, swallow a lot of reefer. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about drugs. I didn't know you could I just think, eat. <laughs> I don't think you just eat. I don't No, I think you've been doing it wrong for a long time. <laughs> that can't be good for your gut, man. Uh, I also like in the opening of verse two, he calls out, um, the, uh, the product of slick Rick which is just a reference right. to this track right before it is also um, Nas has a lot of influence from, or was influenced a lot by slick Rick. They're from like, you know, slick Rick would have been Nas's OG, uh, so to speak. So it was kind of like, you know, New York rap. That's kind of the progression downward. Um, big fan of white label. I think the name could be changed. I think the name should be different. I don't know why it's called white label. Me neither, but it is, it is a great track. It's a very, very good track. And following up directly after Cop Shot the Kid, it is one of those things where it kind of lightens the mood a little bit. And I believe the word you would use is banger. It is certainly a banger. Um, and I think it, it does a really good job of, of just sort of showing off, like, you know, what the combination of Nas's vocals and verses and bars with Kanye's uh, like impeccable production could be. And I think this is a really good example of that. He also has a very sick bar in here that says, um, what you love can kill you like a heart physician who dies from a heart attack. That's a really good line. It's a really good word. I didn't play, catch man. that. It's, yeah. And it's like all buried in there. That's, that's, I guess that's probably like my biggest complaint with Nas is like, you have to actively listen to right. what he's saying. Um, like his flow is so smooth and the production. So, I mean, not in the, in the case of this album, but the production is generally pretty understated. So it feels like very good music that you just put on while you're doing other shit, kind of just working, flowing, doing whatever. Um, so a lot of it just goes missed for me. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, like pen and paper, stare at my phone while it plays this album and take notes. Right. It's like he, he writes he writes bars that could have hooks that are as popular as like something Drake would write. But then he buries it like four bars deep and you're like, oh, wait, what did you say? And it's already passed by. Like where, where Drake is like, you know, it's talking about only loving his bed and his mama. I feel the like the whole beat breaks down so he can deliver yeah, so that can as deliver clear that line. as possible. And he's like, hey, everybody, you're going to be singing along to this for the rest of your goddamn lives. Love, Aubrey. And, then, <laughs> and Nas is just like, turn the beat up. I'm going to bury this. I'm going to bury this in the middle of my verse and only true fans are going to go onto like genius.com and read this shit to know what the fuck I'm saying. Very, very true. Very true. So uh, yeah, you, you like, uh, well, moving on to the next one. Yeah. Bonjour. This is, this is, um, it's growing on me. It's growing on you. All right. So here's Bonjour track four on Nasir. It sounds something like this. I should be more mature 
sure, I'm spoiled. Hit up the south of France after tour. Bonjour, how many girls prebate right before they date so she can have her straight? She still gets slain. That's ill behavior. Want the whip mad it? Want her ass the fattest? Beat it, thriller jacket. A street metaphor if your dog piss on the floor, put his nose in it. Check these niggas from the door. How many girls prebate? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, dude. Any, that's, that's there's great. so many. There's so many times on this album where Nas says something, and I just actively cringe. That's I'm, one of them. I'm, I'm like, how are you saying that in the era of Me Too? How are you? How are you? Well, doesn't he have his own little Me Too issues? Like, I, didn't he? Didn't I've, he get accused of some shit? I have no idea. I don't think so. Uh oh. I just know that he has. Uh, he's had multiple women that he has multiple children with (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fantastic um i do i do like this one a lot um as far as like the chorus is concerned like i think i I don't i don't think they're speaking the same language the the, like i think they go between either french spanish and then back to english you think so but it's definitely not all in just one language it's not all french I don't think so. Because I think I think anytime he's not speaking English, he's speaking French in there. I think it starts in Spanish and then ends in French. That is the most Nas thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's hilarious. Says, Who gives a shit? Fuck it. Let's start with Spanish. Um, Interesting. And that and they have Tony Williams on this too. Is that who's singing? Yeah. So I get. I guess maybe that's why there's like cognitive dissonance for me. Like I have like the the charming, sweet, <laughs> like good guy Tony Williams. And then I have Nas like, how many girls pre-bait? <laughs> Talk over creamy polenta. Ooh. Comes chef recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he even has, what? oh, God. Uh, most people didn't see me coming, and now she's an eyewitness. Something yeah, what like does that. that mean? I think it means most people don't see him coming, and now she is an eyewitness to him coming. Oh, I think that's God what that, it. yeah, it, it's very, uh, I am, as a as a good, naive christian boy i'm not a christian boy but as a good naive young man god that is some cringeworthy shit she can't run because i got her cinderella's right shoe i can't i don't what are you, you talking can't say about? that <laughs> yeah, what are you even talking about um i don't get it man but either way it's a good song yeah bump bump boom 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 nice yeah dude. so it's, it's uh it's nope. definitely fun to listen to do we know do you know anything about where it's sampled from i don't know anything about it uh that's a good question i don't think it's sampled from anywhere. If oh, I okay, so it's, I think it's, it's all original one of the things production. that Kanye created himself again, which is you know I, I I think this song is the production on this is really good. Um, one of the things that I find a little jarring about going from White Label to this song is that the beat is very similar but just slightly off, hmm. and because of it, it feels like they run into each other. Like they run into I, each other. I was gonna say the same thing. So White Label will start, and I'll pick that because White Label's one of my favorites and then like i'll kind of zone out and then when i come back it's like the end of bonjour and i'm like yeah like what happened what happened here there's someone singing french <laughs> audu parfum what are you saying hold on <laughs> i thought it was eat the perfume um yeah but oh yeah and this one this one's tied to tied to lust obviously i wonder <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that makes a lot of sense if that's the thing with this whole seven deadly sins uh um rumor 
like if it's put if this whole album is put through that perspective all of the cringeworthy things that he says throughout the song and especially simple things uh i feel like they fit a lot more because he's playing a character he's like amplifying these things so it's not as much like oh you're a dirty person nas gross nas (laughs) (laughs) yeah hopefully hope i don't know i don't know hopefully what the fuck do i care i don't care if nas is a gross person or not but he most definitely is it, it it sounds like he's pretty fucking gross sometimes um all right that's bonjour it's really good i think uh going from cops shot the kid to white label to bonjour is kind of like a high point of this album i so I, I disagree on that front. The high point is what comes next for me. And of this, course you would say that because the next song is just a Kanye <laughs> song that Nas is on. <laughs> it, Kanye was like, hey, I have an extra track, but I'm doing this whole seven tracks thing and I can't have an eighth track on my... Do you mind if I just so take one of your shit tracks without, out and put one without of Without further ado, please play the song <laughs> that should open the damn album. This is everything by Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> this is everything by Kanye West featuring Nas on Nas's own album. If I had everything, everything, I could change anything, I could change anything, if I changed anything, I mean anything, I would change everything, oh yeah. When the media slings mud, we use it to build huts. Irrefutable facts, merciful, beautiful, black, beloved brother. You fail to embarrass them, harassing them. To my life, your life pales in comparison. So go write whatever blog. Messiness is not ever the God. Do what's necessary, I'm never worried. Listen, vultures, I've been shackled by Western culture. You convinced most of my people to live off emotion. That's why we competing. Death by the chrome barrel, forgot. All right. So um, I think we should make it very fucking clear that this is this is a Kanye West song. He just included it onto Nas's album and decided, I'm going to take up a third of your album's runtime with a Kanye song. And Nas was just like, all right, the rest of the shit you gave me is pretty fire, so that's fine. Let's do that. Nah, dude, I don't... <clears throat> I don't. God dang it. What is with these headphones today? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at home, I keep ripping these damn headphones. Tearing the headphones <laughs> off of, of my your own ears. head. That's so weird. I don't know. All They're right, like magnetized I, to my you're fingers. You're angry about something. I'm pissed because you keep insisting this is not a Nas song. This is not a Nas song. I think if this song was the first song on the album, everybody would have no choice but to listen to it right off the bat, especially at the listening party, which is where I think it played first. Um, and it starts with just Kanye West and the Dream, and you're like, by the before Nas even comes on, you're like, where the fuck's Nas at? Like, I thought this was his album, and it's making you wait, making you wait, making you wait. And then he comes in, and he just like has a bar, like not the bar, has a verse that's on the level of something like Not for Radio or Cop Shot the Kid. Uh, it just like perfectly encapsulates what this album's going to be about. Anti-vaxxation, right? <laughs> Anti-vaccination, right? Because it sounds like it sounds like Nas is super anti-vaxer. No, I think. Is that is that on this one? No, this is on is that that, this one. That's on one? that's on simple things. Oh. Uh, this one's too short for that. He couldn't okay. fit all his anti-vaccine <laughs> stuff in there. I wanted to get on that too, um, but it's super short, super concise. Um, I think I think it just rolls so well into Adam and Eve. Um, so okay, don't get me wrong. I really like this song. I think this song is great. This song is like, it's like if you took Runaway, 
like the vibe of Runaway. It's like this very, it starts off very understated. It uses a real simple production and it kind of builds on top of that over time. Yeah. And instead of it being this like self-destructive um, sort of like uh, anthem of, you know, I just want to be on my own. You fucked up by being with me type thing. Mm-hmm. This is like a positive. It's like as negative and as self-destructive as Runaway is is how positive this song is i feel like yeah um but i also feel like it is through and through a fucking kanye song like this song could have been on yay it could have just been everything featuring nas and it could have been on it could have been track eight on yay like that's i feel like he basically was like oh fuck i have this really good song if this really gets, but I only have six songs for Nas. All right, Nas, we're going to toss this song into your album and everyone's going to fucking love it and it, it'll be great. And Nas is like, all right, man, sick. I, I, that's a good point. I think, I think the subject matter in this could be turned to relate to bipolarness or it could be turned to relate to uh, your heritage and being black in America because that, I feel like that's what the chorus is all about. It's like, if I could change any anything, I'd change everything. He's saying that he wouldn't change anything because that's like everything that he's went through and his upbringing and his background is what made him who he is, which is something that he could say about being bipolar as well. Like, I wouldn't change any of this because otherwise I wouldn't be Kanye West. Whereas now they're using it to be like, I wouldn't change any of this because otherwise I wouldn't be Nas and I wouldn't do dope shit. My life's dope. Now, don't get me wrong. I really, really like this song. Now I'm going to take another swing at this. I thought this was the anti-vaccine song. <laughs> is this the song where he talks about uh, where he bought his first house at 20, 11,000 square feet, but it was haunted by the ghosts of white men who didn't like to see a black man succeed? Hold no? on. I, I know which one you're talking about. Did I fuck this up again? Did I go strike two and, and <laughs> but I quote say another you, song? I want to say you fucked God it up again. damn it. <laughs> Oh my god! I know which one you're talking about. God, I listened to this song so many times, but so this was another one of those songs where I felt like this is um, this is kind of like uh, on Ye's album. God, what was it? Ghosts, ghosts. God, what's the song on Ye's Shit. album? This is this is the track about uh, immunizations. Sorry, man. Oh, I got it. Man, I thought that was for sure simple things. No, I got you. At so I felt like this is a song where you know you can roll down the windows and sing along with Kanye and the Dream real, real easily. Like if I had everything, like, <laughs> if I could change anything, like you just fucking like I don't even you don't even need to know the words. You just know that there's anythings and everything's, and you can just sing along with that. And it's like a it's a feeling that you can really vibe with super easily because everyone has felt that chorus at one point or another everyone's been like fuck man i wish i could change this shit this <laughs> bullshit right and and uh the fact that he takes that type of a, a mindset that type of vibe and then turns it into like hey man why don't we why don't we use this for positivity is <laughs> is shocking to me yeah shocking but again nas vaccines work bro you can't be anti-vax please yeah, he has a, he has another song that's that exists in the world um, that has like some anti-vaccine sentiments. Give me give me one second. I want to see if I can find it. <laughs> because, yeah, what goes around? It's uh, another song by him. Yeah, the song "What Goes Around." He says doctors injecting our infants with poison. God damn. So it, is Nas. it safe to say that all of Nas's kids are 
unvaccinated out I, there just spreading polio I sure <laughs> being the asshole that does that god please vaccinate your kids people it's, this is ridiculous we all got it yeah if it's a poison that's killing us it's killing us all don't be a dick and yeah. not have it it's just if it's gonna end us at least it'll end us all together yeah anyway i thought it was a really good song it's a long song it's like twice as long as the closest Dude, song on the album and i think it's kanye's best example of singing ever Probably. i don't know if he took classes but man the difference between this and 808s and heartbreak kanye singing on his own huge <sighs> well that said i do like how the song itself it starts off with um it feels like it starts off with a clip of basically kanye at a piano doing the notes with one hand and then doing like with the other hand like kind of like like prison style you know we've all seen like lock up yeah and there's always the rapper in lock up and they're doing their own beats with their hands and their fists on the table that's what i feel like is going on in the in the first you know like 30 seconds or 40 seconds of the song and it's really cool and it doesn't feel like a song that's seven and a half minutes it it, it actually feels like it flows pretty well the entire time I, th- I think it feels seven and a half minutes. Does it really? I think it feels like a 10-minute song. I actually, I like longer songs, so maybe that's why I, I grew up listening to long fucking songs. Yeah, that's my that's my one complaint about it. It's just like, whew. The fact that it takes up 30% we're, of the uh We're the in it for time. the long haul. So uh, that's everything. I mean, we figured it was a positive song and a cool song, but it's definitely just a Kanye song on a Nas <laughs> album. All right, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> we're going on to track six called Adam and Eve. The ghetto will fellow the more. Oh my God, they speak venomous on the boy. Oh my Lord, my enemy is fear and I'm sure. Oh my God, they want the end of me because I'm pure. Oh my Lord, discipline for the win. I just go for it. It's a trend for these men to die on their own sword. Journey far, learn who you can be, but you can learn who you are when you are around family. Chip off the shoulders of soldiers on a grizzle. My granddaddy. All right. Uh, actually, let, let's take a second. I'm curious. Did we figure out what sins uh, uh, everything is supposed to be? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Because uh, bonjour was lust. So everything's greed. Oh. So this idea of wanting to change everything or okay, being so able then, to change anything. Then what? what is Adam and Eve? So Adam and Eve is actually sloth. Huh. So you you have, I guess the way that they tie it to that is in Adam and Eve, we're basically saying nothing has like changed since that time. Hmm. Um, so it's just like we're moving very slow and progressing very slowly as a person, as, as people, as a society type of deal is what they're saying with that type of thing. I kind of like this song. Th- when I first listened to this album... This was the first track that came up and I was like, oh, this is a fucking cool way to open this album Mm -hmm. because I thought the production was, you know, on the on par with what we heard through Bonjour, White Label, um, you know, not for radio. It's It's like that throwback. It's very respectful and aware of what early 90s hip hop sounded like. And yet it like just fucking grabs that shit and pulls it way into the 21st century. And I really liked it. it. It flows really well. It's it's not a high point for me in terms of like one of the best songs on the album, but it's a good song. So for me, it's a toss up between 
Cops, White Label, and Adam and Eve. But Adam and Eve is definitely fighting for number one. Really? I I, re- I really, really like the production. The bum, bum, Yeah, the piano is beautiful. It's great. And then I really like Adam that. Adam and Eve. I really like that chorus. That's like Dream just knocked it out of the park. Sure. Yeah, it is. It is. You can sing along with it pretty well. And it's a good song. It doesn't like, matter if I can sing along with it well. Like, I know I sound awful, but I'm going to belt that shit. Sure. <laughs> I, I like how at the back half of it, like, there's that little, at the part where it slows down and it turns kind of into, like, uh, Cowboys and Indians music. Yo, that's a good point. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I felt like that was really interesting because of how political the entire album is to bring it back to this idea of, you know, Adam and Eve, right? The before times. And then before America was America and in Nas's Nas's political standpoint is like, you know, African-Americans are are being mistreated in America today. Take take it all the way back to how Native Americans were being mistreated by, you know, the the settlers. Yeah, that was that's what I took away. That's deep. I never I never considered it like that. I was just like, man, I feel like. This is just indicative that this album was set up for everything to be first, Adam to be Adam and Eve to be second, and then for it to like drop into either white label or cops or something like that. That's what I thought it was. I was like, man, that that beat breakdown like that feels like it's supposed to transition into like the rest of the album. Do we know? Do you know what the original album uh, track list was? Is it was it how different was it? Cause I, can, I, I remember it being different. Um, but I don't remember exactly how different it was. I think I can find it pretty quickly. Un momento. Now, do we also remember whether this is the song where he talks about the 11,000 square foot house haunted by white people? Here, while you're looking for that, hold on one second. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the way that the album was originally written up <clears throat> was everything, bonjour, not for radio, Adam and Eve, simple things, cops, and in the song, I can explain, which I have to assume must be white label. Interesting. That changes the entire album, I feel like. like yeah, for sure. Having everything transition into Bonjour feels weird. Feels really weird. It's also a really strange... It's a very strange way to start this album, I feel like. Because everything stands out as a song that doesn't sound anything else like the rest of the album. Mm. But anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, is Adam and Eve the song where he talks about, cause I, I really want to talk about that. I really like that, that idea. He talks about how he became a millionaire. He bought a bunch of houses. Then Mercy Lagos became the norm. And then at one point he made this transition from instead of Mercy Lagos, he started taking cabs and he started dressing like he didn't have all this money because another through line through the album is this entire idea of true wealth is being able to give your kids more than what you have. Yeah. I'm, it's not this track, but I'm pretty sure it, it might've been everything. And I just skipped over top of it. All right. So that was definitely everything. That was on everything. And I also missed the line from everything that I really like, which was that, which is if Starbucks gets bought by Nestle, please don't arrest me. I just want to use the restroom without buying an espresso. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's a good line. So everything just has so much involved in it that we didn't even get a chance to to talk to. But it's okay. We we're we're going. It's not, it's not a big deal to go out of order. No, either. there's strict rules. <laughs> <laughs> Play the song again, and then we can talk about it again. That's the only way. I don't think that's the only way. So Other than that, um, 
coming back to Adam and Eve, now that we're going a little out of order, but coming back to Adam and Eve, you think it's one of the high points of the album. For sure. I mean, it, it stands. It was one of my favorites during the listening party. Um, then after I heard it the first time and then even through through to today, listening to it, I haven't ruined it for myself by playing it so much. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I think it's I think it's good. I don't know if it's the best song in the album, uh, but I definitely think it's good. I think the production is certainly up there. Um, I just think it slows down a lot. You know, the, this back half of the album slows down a ton, starting with everything, going into Adam and Eve, and then finally with the last song, Simple Things. So let's go ahead and get into that last song. It's the shortest song on the album, and it's also, in my opinion, one of the more interesting songs on the album for a couple reasons. So here's what it sounds like. in longevity's eyes i play with infinity's mind forever's my guy my pedigree i just want to i just want my kids to have the same peace i'm blessed with and then hard fucking stop and i think that's a really interesting decision for how this song ends and how this how this album album puts a button on itself mm. um he kind of references the vibe at the listening party in a way, in that song, yeah. it talks about Queensbridge, and then he, he, he kind of, I think, encapsulates the entire, like if Nas's career could be encapsulated, his entire message, it's just that one. Don't last vaccine sentence. your kids. <laughs> if the if the second ma- most important thing in Nas's entire career could be <laughs> encapsulated in one message, after "Don't vaccinate your kids," it's I just want my kids to grow up with what I was, what I've been blessed with. Holy. <laughs> Which is, which is interesting because Nas was vaccinated, so he doesn't want his kids to grow up with that blessing. Not that, that blessing of, of, of just he wants them in ever living fear that they're going to get some type of terminal illness from 1846. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I feel like "Simple Things" is a song that is very, very much Kanye, much more Kanye than the rest of the album. Mm. Um, just something somewhere between the vocals, somewhere between the organ, somewhere between the pacing. It's just a Kanye song. Like you can hear Kanye rapping over this, even though he's not rapping over it. You know for a fact that there are like four bars or like a, a couple verses somewhere where Kanye rapped over this shit. I didn't think about that, but that is a good point. For me, like you you put that ending so well, you like explained like you made it seem like it was so, like this song was so tied up, just perfectly wraps up the album. But for me, there can be no solid conclusion with this song because of the first verse. That is the <laughs> most com- complex and uh, what the fuck is going on verse in the whole album. It's just like, like he, I felt like he was teetering on it and like kind of playing with these ideas. <laughs> and then on the on the last track, he's like, I'm just going to go ahead and say some shit. And not really explain <laughs> what I'm talking. Tell about. me about it. Um, so just all, just all the references. He's he's like my I, I'm not one to brag, but you know uh, the people I've been with, 
<laughs> leave, leave me, and then they go get with professional athletes. Right. Right. He also, is this the one where he talks about his kids are dating superstars, but who's he to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> and then he talks about how his exes could be your nexes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, man. So Nas I doesn't give a shit. I I don't understand how his brain works. Like he just doesn't, just doesn't give a shit. Like I said, I I think before before we even got into this album, maybe a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I I'm not the biggest Nas fan in the world. I know maybe like five or six of his songs that I'm familiar with, and those are like the most popular songs that he's done. So it's not like I'm really well versed in his jam. To me, he's like a really political, old school hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song. You know, I, I have a I have a pretty easy time ignoring the parts of music that I, I find cringeworthy. Right. Maybe that's like the worst way of listening to music. Just being like, I'm going to ignore this part of this song <laughs> and only pay attention to the parts that I like. Medulla obligata. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I also feel like especially with hip hop, so much of the verses are meant to use the voice as percussion. Like it's the rhythm of the speaking less mm-hmm. of, more than what he's saying. Right. Nas is not someone like Eminem where it's storytelling as he's he's rapping, right? It yeah. feels like Nas is is generally a lot of times saying things that are just gonna sound sound solid on the on the track. Damn. Um, and I don't know if that's is that a negative thing. I feel like almost all rappers do that, right? Yeah. So I can I I feel like because that's how I feel about rap music and hip hop. A lot of times I can just ignore the actual content of what's happening and just vibe along with the rhythm that it's going at. Yeah. I mean, this this is the the same track where he says, you know, never, never the one to like ride, you know, sell albums based off production. Like I'm more, you know, more authentic and more. I don't want to sound like anything that pl- gets played on the top 40. Yeah. Um, he's very much about having his own original sound, not for radio. Um, and I think a large part of that is because of his verses and the subject matter that he's talking about. Sure. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a negative thing to say that he just says stuff that fits the beat or makes the song sound more holistic, but, um, I don't know. Simple, simple things falls flat for me, man. It's a weird way to end the album. Yeah. Because it doesn't have a chorus. It doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't. It, the first half is not particularly well connected to the back half. N- they don't have anything to do with one another. But in a strange way, that's like the most Nas thing to do, right? Like, this is this is like as Kanye and as Nas as as a, a finishing as like a final song on an album can be. And maybe you know, maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe we're looking at the album as a whole when instead we should just look at it as a collection of songs. But I feel like there's a reason why it's in this order and there's a reason why this one finishes it off. And I guess in a way, him talking about wanting his kids to have the same blessings as he did and then talking about how they're dating celebrities and stuff, like those are kind of connected. Yeah. But it is it is a strange song to finish off with. And also the beat the production to me doesn't really strike a hopeful positive tone. Mm. It has a very discordant feel to it. Like it's, it's almost a little cringy listening to the the production because the notes aren't exactly in line with one another. And as it's kind of following its chord progression, it kind of 
gets more and more discordant. And I yeah. don't know enough about music theory to tell you exactly what's happening there. I just know that it doesn't fall into a classic chord progression where um, you know it kind of resolves itself in a way that you expect. It, it, it kind of resolves itself in a very strange, unsettling way um, every time. Like it sounds almost like ethereal and like um, ghostly yeah. in a strange way. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, the whole this whole last track for me, if anything, just sounds like a, an open letter of things that he didn't address throughout the album that he wanted. He's to He's like, touch I have on. all these bars that I want to rap, but yeah. I don't know where to put them. And, and Kanye's like, I got you, fam. Here's another track that I couldn't fit on my album. And then he brings out his uh, what what is it called? The uh, pan flute people from from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays this track for him, and he's like, All right, I'm gonna spit over it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So. We got Nasir this week. That's that. Um, that is that. And I thought it was the thing that is really important about this Nasir re- release is that he started this beef with Jay-Z <laughs> that made both of their careers way bigger than they were. And Jay-Z may have just won the award for most petty motherfucker in 2018 yeah. over over Drake and Pusha T. Correct. By giving your man's... 48 hours before dropping a surprise album with the biggest superstar on earth, Beyonce. Yeah. And uh, I would say I feel bad for Nas, but I don't because I don't, I don't really have, I don't have a horse in this race. So I I also feel like Nas doesn't care. Yeah. Why would he care? Uh, He, he did what he wanted to do, I think. So overall, the, the next album I think we're going to talk about is, is what, uh, Chase just mentioned, which is I think it's called Everything Is Love. Everything Is Love. I'm not about beef no more. <laughs> That's right. It's called Everything Is Love, and it's a collaboration album between Jay Z and his baby mama Beyonce, or should I say Beyonce and her baby daddy Jay Z, or husband and wife the Carters, <laughs> or husband and wife the Carters. However you want to look at it. Either way, uh, that collaboration album dropped uh, over the weekend, and it nuked Nasir. Um. Pretty sure. badly, I no, think. Nobody's talking about Nasir. Yeah, nobody's talking about Nasir anymore. That's totally fine. So uh, next episode, you guys are going to get us talking about Everything is Love, but this was Nasir by Nas. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Chase, why don't you give us your plugs, bud? Uh, I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just keep sending us suggestions on things you want us to talk about, whatever it happens to be. We, we do other things other than hip-hop, rap, and Kanye-related material. Yeah, that's very true. FYI. Chase and I both listen to a lot of various types of music. We just happen to be listening to a lot of this. A lot of pan flutes. <laughs> you can find me at Arm & Hammer TV. Thank you so much, folks. And we're going to catch you next time. Later. <laughs>